0: Welcome to Survivor Talks, a place where we tackle serious topics around sexual assault in the church with passion, hope, and laughter.
1: We're Kate and Laura, we're friends, survivors, and followers of Jesus, and we're excited to welcome you to our whole and redeemed community. Whether you are a survivor, an ally, or a church leader,
0: there is a seat at the table for you. So pull up a chair, get curious, and join the conversation. Before we begin, we want to remind you that this podcast deals with the topic of sexual violence so there may be some triggering topics discussed. Please check the show notes for specific trigger warnings and remember to take care of yourself during and after listening.
1: And as a reminder, we are not mental health professionals, so this podcast is not intended to substitute for professional help. Hello, Kate and Laura here for a brief pre-podcast announcement. Um, This this episode uh, is probably more going to talk about sex more explicitly than, than in many of our previous episodes. (laughs) Um, Yes, that's for sure. Yeah. So we just wanted to give a little heads up um, that that will be the case. Um, And so one, if that is triggering for you, um, please, like, we'll, we'll do our best to give like some kind of content warnings. um, But in general, I think the whole episode Mm -hmm. might be a lot. So um, yeah, just be aware of that yeah. um and then also um just in just to be aware of like for the context of like who are you listening around um
0: <laughs> like yeah, little kids coworkers, workers right.
1: <laughs> um might just be a little interesting to have to explain to someone uh <laughs> um we are of course um like we we navigate it in a very respectful way, but um, just wanted yes. to let you guys know that that is a thing. Um, so without further ado, proceed. All right, well, welcome everyone to yeah. our second episode of renewing um, our our whole redeem podcast. Um, last week was on boundaries. Um, we're kind of starting a whole series on boundaries and a natural um, element of that is consent. Um, yes. So yeah, we are excited to continue um, with that. I've uh, got some some new backgrounds. If you're on the YouTube, you will see that I have a lightsaber in my room, uh, pretty which is cool. pretty, pretty great. So <laughs> I, if you didn't already know that I'm a total nerd, you now know um
0: <laughs> i love it and i have a new plant her name is Susie, and i love her yes. <laughs> 10 out of
1: 10 we love we love the plants we love everything the lightsabers
0: all of it we love kate's yes. new hair Thank let's you. let's give it up Thank for the you. hair um if you're listening on the podcast i'm so sorry that you can't see it it's beautiful yeah. and it's short and yep
1: i love it it was the best decision to just cut it all off so 10 out of 10 really appreciate it
0: (laughs) yes it looks Um, phenomenal so
1: thank you thank you (laughs) yes well um we can go ahead and dive in to all the things all all the stuff with consent um to get us started um, I have recently heard about a, uh, new acronym for consent, which I think is very helpful, um, to leading this whole conversation. Um, and so I thought I would just kind of start us off by sharing that and, uh, like, yeah, just going from there. Um,
0: yeah, I love it.
1: Cool. Um, yeah, so the acronym is FRIES. Um, so, nice. you know. Um, one of the creators that I recently saw talk about this, um, literally bought a bunch of French fries and just, like, <laughs> had them in the background of her video. And I was like, you can't do this to me because now I'm hungry. Like,
0: <laughs> I love it. I mean, why? it works. Who doesn't love fries?
1: Exactly. It's like the, the
0: 10 out of 10,
1: 10 out of 10.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So basically, um prize is an acronym so it stands for freely given reversible informed enthusiastic and specific um so i think that's we've like i think as we've had the me too movement and we've had a lot of different um conversations started around consent i think there's been a lot of like a, like development of like what How do we yeah. actually describe what consent is I think it's a very challenging thing To describe honestly Because it yeah. is It can be so ethereal And I mean we have historically Just kind of normalized That consent isn't like Something that like you like You know like even for Like I was just watching this video This is kind of a tangent But
0: I watching love it. this video
1: <laughs> Of this comedian And he was making this joke That like every time that he it's dating his girlfriend like no matter how long they've been together like they have to formally ask for consent um (laughs) to like engage in sexual activity and (laughs) um and it's like and we laugh but like you know like you should like no matter how long you like have been married to someone or whatever like you should always it doesn't have to be quote-unquote formal
0: but you should definitely (laughs) ask her consent yes
1: um yeah like that there's many ways to go about like yeah getting that consent but like yeah like so like it's that that just i think shows like how taboo this topic is and
0: yeah um
1: so i think we've come a long way in normalizing it um but yeah i think this is this is the best newest like description of that um yeah
0: And I'd love to hear, like, because I feel like maybe I've heard that around, but, like, I'd love to hear you, Kate, like, if you wouldn't mind elaborating on each of those, Mm because I think, like, within certain spheres, like, like, when I think about enthusiastic consent, I'm like, I have a mind map for, like, what that is necessarily, but a year, two years ago, I didn't, you know, and so, like... So would you mind going through like each of those just really quickly and kind of outlining like, what does freely given mean and not mean? And you know going through each of them?
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so freely given um, is basically like covering the no coercion element of consent. So yeah. you're not feeling pressured, you're not getting manipulated you're not Mm. like under the influence um yeah yeah that like you are totally like want like making that decision out of your own free will
0: yeah Uh, i love that
1: yeah um and then reversible is um that like you could like talk with like your partner and be like all right we're like this is what we're gonna do like, yeah the and then all of a sudden halfway through like you You're like, like something actually happens. that wasn't as
0: good as I thought I was gonna be <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it changed my mind um like you are under no obligation to just carry on mm. just because you technically said that you were okay with it yeah like, a while back like if your partner truly cares about you you should be like
0: stopping as soon as the person says no and being able to take that back and change your mind in the moment and yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Um so yeah that that is that. Um informed is making sure that you have like full understanding of what you have agreed, like what you have consented to do. Mm. So um yeah like you should be aware of all of the factors at play like to make like an informed decision you know um so that one can be um like a lot of different dynamics um there can like be a lot of things that fall into that category um but like just like like really anything like um where are you wearing protection? Like, are you, like, what yeah. sort of, like, decisions are you making around that? And, like, you Does know. Does the person a...
0: have an STD or something like that? Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, like, making sure that you both, like, have the full story of what's going on. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then enthusiastic is, I think, um, <laughs> ju- just the one of, like. You're just... You want to do this. The, the stuff that yeah. you have agreed to. Like, you're, like, actually excited. Um, and, yeah, don't feel like you're expected to do it. Or, like, just out of obligation. Like, that yeah. you're enthusiastically saying, yes, yes, I want to have sex with my husband tonight. Like, that's yeah, the one, you know? <laughs> like, yes, this yeah. is exciting. You know, something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, and then the final one is specific. So, um, like... Having a specific yes. So, like, um, like I think that we have this, like, broad category of, like, oh, like...
0: Do you want to have sex, sex or not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right.
1: And, like, you're like, oh, so, like, if you say yes, then, like, that's, like, everything that has to do with sex. And you're like, well, maybe I only want to do this specific thing yeah. or, you know, something like that. Um, and so just having that conversation of being like, okay, like, what do we actually want to do? Where do we draw the line? Like, you know, that sort of stuff.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. You know what that makes me think of is one of my favorite creators. You may also follow her. I don't remember her handle, Um, but I see her stuff on Instagram a lot. And she's like a consent educator. And she, yeah. maybe it's the consent wizard. I follow a lot of different mm. <laughs> creators that talk about consent, but, um, <laughs> where <laughs> she made Mad Libs for like consent to emphasize the idea of specific like
1: oh my consent.
0: And so it's like, can I blank your blank and then an adjective, you know what I mean? and yeah. gave like a bunch of examples. And it's like I don't know, I think there's so many people that are making that are making it fun and yeah. On the one hand, like I think when you look at like the fun aspect or like the university that Kate and I both went to had this whole campaign yeah. of like consent is sexy and
1: mm-hmm. talked
0: about like different ways, you know, like oh my gosh, I think of when I think of consent not being sexy or being portrayed as not sexy. I don't know if anybody listening or watching watches New Girl. Um, Kate, I actually don't even know if you watch New Girl.
1: I I (laughs) feel like I should watch New Girl, like... It seems like the thing I would enjoy, but I have actually never, like, consistently watched it. I think you would love
0: it. I think you would love it. And there's this one scene where the main character, Jess, is describing the night that she lost her virginity. And she, like, she was describing it was at her prom, and there was this dude that she, that was her prom date. And he's not the guy that she lost her virginity to, but she, like, um... Basically, the whole thing is he's asking continuously, like do I have your permission to blah, blah, blah. Do I have your permission to? And he says it like 10 times in the span of like 30 seconds. And anyone oh would find that annoying. Like, um, yes. and, So that's sort of the antithesis to this idea of like consent is sexy. Like it doesn't have to be this like, do I have your permission to unbutton your yeah. dress? Like, you know, like yes. you can still talk like a normal person and communicate consent you can even incorporate consent into like dirty talk or whatever you want like yeah that i mean i don't know i don't know if it's it's unique to everyone i was gonna say like ideally that's how it would be but it's unique to everyone you know what i mean but like but (laughs) it it, i don't know it's just like and so i think it's really nice that people are talking about that like with making mad libs you know or things like that because the specific aspect is so important you know oh my gosh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah and I think you bring up such a great point of like like this is like the conceptual of like sure things but then like I think you bring up a great point of like actually putting that into practice like what does that look like um and yeah so I think like that's like a really important conversation to have um like to be, like, okay, what do you, like, with your partner, like, sitting down and being, like, okay, like, what what do we want to do? And, like, and yeah. how do we want to communicate these things? Like, do we yes. want this to be incorporated in Dirty Talk? Do we want to have, like, before, like, you know, anything even gets spicy? Yes. Do we want to yeah. have, like, a conversation and just have check-ins throughout? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think also just taking into play, like, each other's, um, like, if there's, like, sexual trauma in someone's past, navigating, like, okay, are there triggers that we should be yes. aware of and that I can avoid, um, yeah. you know, taking into play, like, neurodivergency and, like, totally. if someone has certain disabilities or things like that that would affect, um, like, just, like, making sure that there's accommodations in, yes. like, how you're talking about consent and making sure that, um, cause anyone can like, even like people with intellectual disabilities can have informed like sexual act sexual yeah. lives. yes <laughs> Sex <lives. laughs> Um, they like, it just like, you just need to make sure that consent is taught and that people know yes. what it looks like. And that may differ depending on, um, yeah, just, like, how your brain works and what it needs to be able to process information. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. That is such a good point. And you know what that brings up as well, um, in my mind, is this other post that I saw from a consent educator. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe we'll link, like, some of these handles of these gals yeah. um, in, like, the show notes. Because um, I think they just do such good work. Um, yeah. But talking about the, the complexity of enthusiastic consent when yeah. you are a survivor and so like yeah I think oh my gosh I think like I think when you're talking to someone who's gonna be asking someone else for enthusiastic consent yeah there's not nuance wait for enthusiasm like yeah but when you're thinking about yourself and like because I think I think when I hear enthusiastic consent like mm-hmm. it's like oh well there's a emotions and enthusiasm is in there but uh, it's mixed with a lot of fear or a lot of whatever you know and I'm sure that would be very much more real if or when I get married or you know like yeah um Mm. but even theoretically it's like (laughs) um it's mixed with a lot of emotions and so um maybe we can even link this post because I'm not going to do it justice but Basically, she's just talking about, like, the enthusiasm doesn't have to mean, like, yay, you know, like, again, this is advice for the person giving enthusiastic consent. If you are looking for reading for enthusiastic consent, make sure you are sure there's not room for much nuance there yes. <laughs> um i don't want to like be like ah, if they're lukewarm it's fine you know um yep but but if you're the person giving that enthusiastic consent you know this idea of like um what that looks for each of us can be really different you know so yeah. Um, so being able to say, like, okay, you know, um, maybe in, you know, like, when I'm starting out, like, maybe that looks like, okay, I'm, I, I can tell that I want to do this, but there's also nervousness, and there's also this, But I can tell that I want to do this. Like, maybe that's what enthusiasm looks for you in what, you know, in this season or the season when you first get married or whatever that looks like, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's very complicated, um, but there's so much nuance, especially as survivors. um, Because there's hindrances to enthusiasm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's so true, yeah, and and I feel like, um, yeah, I think, like, we're both in interesting places since we're not married, and so we really don't have a ton to speak yeah. <laughs> what that looks like. Um, I really, I feel like I only have from, like, what I can suppose for myself, and also from talking to um, couples in my life, like, what that yes. experience has been like for them um, with a survivor um, in that dynamic. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I feel like uh, it is one of those things that is, I I think, like, just more check-ins, you know, is is so important and, like, having, Mm -hmm. like, some sort of easy way to communicate. And to say, like, hey, like, I was fine, like, two minutes (laughs) ago and now all of a sudden, like... (laughs) I uh, like something who knows like don't understand all of my brain Um, but you know something went off and I'm yeah. no longer fine you know so like <laughs> just yeah. having some sort of way to easily communicate that Um, I think is really important um, yeah yeah and I think that just helps bring that safety element and I think also just having really extensive conversations like with your spouse outside of like the bedroom context like before you're actually getting yeah. spicy to be like hey let's like have a sit down and like really navigate yes. like what does sex mean to me in this season like what am I like excited for like how am I healing like all of this yeah. stuff I think like having those conversations and there's no pressure to actually like get it on you know, yes you <laughs> go actually... to a coffee <laughs> shop
0: or something and yeah <laughs> maybe not a coffee shop
1: but <laughs> right um I mean who knows I mean so like um one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts that talked all about sex was um recorded in a pod and what am I talking about in a coffee shop um, there you go so... it's recorded
0: in a podcast okay. <laughs> yes no okay. yes there you go so go to a yeah. coffee shop when there's zero pressure you're not going to get it on God. a coffee shop hopefully right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, no but I think
0: that's a really yeah. good point
1: Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that um, those those are helpful things that allows for that safety and Mm -hmm. and to hold space for the messy relationship that we have to our bodies and to sex and all of that
0: stuff. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I think another piece that I feel like is so important is that consent – extend so much further than just sex like yes and so true. and that's where like boundaries and consent get so intertwined and like yeah i kind of think of it as like when you're like about to have sex or like having sex like there are so many hormones and things going on that are not usually going on in your brain and body <laughs> um yes. and so i feel like consent in the context of sex is like AP boundaries or like advanced boundaries, <laughs> like like. Can
1: you tell that we were both like ogre Yeah, <laughs> like, that's where
0: our brain goes. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's 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 advanced boundaries, and so our culture just has such a lack of literacy in boundaries at yeah. all that it becomes like um. Mm-hmm. It becomes tough to have boundaries when it's a much more difficult situation, you know? I even think about on TikTok, there was that trend um, where it was like, um, oh my gosh, there was like some audio that was basically like, do not touch it, like, and it's like, don't touch it like you know or like oh my gosh I can't believe you just touched that like you know or I don't know the audio is something to the effect of like don't touch it and the person touches it anyways and then they're like appalled and you know but it's like it was turned into this funny audio that a lot of married couples or just couples Mm. in general were doing of like their partner like hitting their butt um when they walked by just like in the house or something like that you know I
1: do recall that trend yes
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) um and and it's like like so many other things in pop culture especially around consent it's like it's a joke but it's contributing to this problem in society where it's like that's sort of even in a gray area of, like, it's sort of on its way to being sexual consent, but also kind of not, you know, like, um, Mm. and it's like, oh, it's just this joke, like, that my partner hits my butt when I, like, don't want them to, you know, and it's like, listen, in my household, that would never be a joke, (laughs) and I'm not, like, like, I get that for some people it is, like, not a big deal, you know what I mean? um, But it contributes to a narrative that is just so dangerous and like we just don't know even i think about like for example like i'm somebody who i love hugs and yeah. i personally because of everything in my life like love when people ask for a hug first yeah but really like whether they do or don't i'm going to say yes i want a hug like nine yeah. times out of 10. Um, and so it's not as big of a deal for me, but I have a lot of friends who are like, no, I don't really want to hug anybody, you know? Yeah. And I like watched before COVID when their boundaries would just be plowed over, you oh, know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then honestly, we're kind of going back to normal in the way people act, not necessarily in the cases and that's a whole other thing. But, um, but in like deep quarantine or in, you know, like the beginning of COVID, it just became a norm. It was one of my favorite things about that time was it just became a norm to be like, Hey, do you feel comfortable hugging? You know, like,
1: so true. And
0: it's like, it put, it takes the burden away from, The person who's setting the boundaries, it's a kindness to them to invite them to share. It's like, hey, I recognize that we all have different boundaries in this area. Share with me what yours are, you know? like Because otherwise you're just assuming. And so I think, like, just our culture has such a lack of boundary literacy in general. And that makes, like sexual boundaries or consent like so much harder when it doesn't just come natural to be like hey are you a hug person or you know or yeah even like if someone's sharing something hard with you and you say like hey are you looking for advice or are you just looking to be heard you know another very simple way to ask for consent you're basically asking for consent to give advice or not you know like and I don't know it's just like I think that we've got to figure out basic boundaries, like, yeah, before we're ever going to be able to healthily engage with sexual consent, you know? hmm But that's just my two cents.
1: <laughs> so true. No, it's... You're correct. I think, like, it's so valuable to practice consent in... Um, in other areas in our life so that it just becomes a part of our language, you know, yes. like it's just so normative and, yeah. um, yeah. And I think like it is, it's so hard because there is, I think like, especially in, in the just general culture, like there's so much cons- like taboo around asking for consent with hugs or like things like that, or like,
0: you know, yeah. with giving.
1: With giving children bodily autonomy, you know, in safe oh, ways. Oh, don't like, even obviously, get me
0: started. <laughs>
1: well, literally same. Like, obviously there's there's limits. Like, you have sure. to, like, don't offer, like, an option for consent if you need to do something to keep them safe. Um, that is
0: even more <laughs> damaging. For example, can I change your diaper versus, right. hey, I'm going to change your diaper right now. Do you want to do right. it sitting down or laying down or or standing up or laying down you can't really change a diaper while they're sitting down but
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. no exactly so like there's um i think yeah just still so much stigma and like just like people being like oh my gosh that's such a hassle or like um but i think like it just like shows like we just have such a a narrow view of like the value of of communication and yes just the value of like making sure that everyone is like excited and you know like fills the fries acronym yes. of, like <laughs> things that we're doing the like, interaction yeah yeah like it like I totally i i like I can understand where like the it seems like socially awkward you know like we've just mm-hmm. like been filled with this narrative of that like consent should. Like, is, is, like, takes extra time and it's awkward and, mm. like, all of these things. But, like, I think it's just so much, um, I think there's so much beauty in valuing, like, actually communicating and, yes. like, maybe, like, over communicating for, like, the sake of just making sure everyone's safe and doing okay. Yes. Like, I think yeah. that's... A worthwhile trade-off
0: <laughs> absolutely and you know what like I think is a hard pill to swallow like um is that in areas like where I'm thinking oh this is so annoying this is so over the top I'm not going to lie yeah. before I had friends that were brave enough to communicate mm. their like boundaries around hugs like it yeah. never occurred to me that somebody would not want a hug. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, that's so true. It's just a different context than what I grew up in, you know what I mean? And and it's sort of like the whole concept of of like when you know better, you do better, you know? Um, But like, when I'm sitting there and thinking, oh, this is so hard, this is so annoying, this is over the top, this is whatever, like, I am putting my time, and like, Mm. not that much time, like, a very little amount of my time over someone feeling safe in a situation you know like and that's just a crappy thing to do like um and and I use myself as an example because I think we're all guilty of this in so many different spheres and the more areas of privilege that you hold like as a white woman there's so many spheres you know that I hold privilege that I'm still learning things that I'm blind to, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. I don't have any, like, physical disabilities for the most part, and, you know, just different things like that, that it's like, um, yeah, so just kind of really pulling in to question, like, okay, what are my different areas of privilege, what might my blind spots be? And exactly what you said, Kate, like, being over-communicative yeah. when you know that you're in an area where you might have more blind spots. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, but it's, it's love and respect for the people around us.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah, and, I, like, I think, like, exactly what you said. I think it, it just makes, like, it takes the onus off of, like person, yeah. like, who needs to say no or set a boundary in a certain area, like, it takes the pressure off of them and mm-hmm. allows, like, it really is, like, an act of love to yeah. be okay. Like, hey, like, I want, like, that That just, like, instantly makes you a safer person. Um, yeah. And, like, that's just so worth it and I think models Christ-likeness in so yeah. many ways. Um, so... Yeah. I
0: completely agree. And kind of yeah. in that vein of like modeling Christ likeness, you know, yeah. I think um another piece of this is that like okay, what is Christ centered consent, you know, mm-hmm. and like and when we bring in the Bible, we bring in the gospel, like all of these things, like what does consent look like with that, you know? Um, yeah. and I'd love in a, in like the most literal way that we can approach that with like sexual consent. Um, right. Kate like has done so much research, um, on this passage in Deuteronomy 22. Um, and yeah, I would just love, she's talked about it before, so we would probably won't go into super detail, but I would love to hear just like within the context of what we're talking about today of consent and boundaries and all that, like, um, yeah, how do you see that Deuteronomy passage informing our our perspective um, on boundaries and consent?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, yeah, like if you, I guess before I, I say my thoughts, um, yeah. just to <laughs> know where you can find the full podcast that, yes. that talks about this, that'll be our self-blame our topic that we talked about self-blame and, um, also on our TikTok, uh, and our Instagram, we have some videos that I made that kind of concisely talk about these passages, um, because they have been problematically used, um, and are difficult to decipher, um, because some of the translations have not been super helpful, um, (laughs) for our, our modern day readers understanding, like, what's actually going on here, um. But yeah, so if you are really invested in like wanting to know the details um, and a more in-depth look at those passages, um, please check out that those resources. Um, but yeah, um, Deuteronomy twenty-two verses twenty-five through twenty-nine, um, I think, like those passages very clearly deal with with assault and and I think what i ultimately like through studying those passages and hearing um theologians perspectives on it i think what i was really encouraged by was just how much those passages are showing how much god cared about Mm. like consent and um just sexual safety um of people and especially marginalized people that such as women um that is still true today but especially was true in that time um and so i think like it just show it's like just one of those passages for me as a survivor that just like Mm. rings this this sort of like god being like i see you and Mm. like what happened to you wasn't okay and like here's me proving that (laughs) you know um and um and i think we see that in um uh oh i, I why am i forgetting the um but david's uh Bathsheba? S- sister um oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah i why am i i don't i don't know if i I'm don't remember either able... but
0: his his sister
1: yeah, yeah. um and like the assault that she experienced as well like I think like just like so much so many times God showing like hey this isn't okay um, and I'm going to do things to protect
0: um,
1: these people and I I think um, certainly we can't know um, all of the details of like what um, like consent like looked like in that era and I think probably was not as robust as our modern um, day understanding of it is. Um, But like, I think that there is for, for what in the context of that time, I think God was really encouraging his people to Mm. reflect um, this, like encouraging this, this consent, Mm -hmm. um, especially for encouraging autonomy for for women in their relationship and in their in their marriages um like i think that's just amazing um and yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) and i love like not to put you on the spot again but um but with um the hermeneutics um Mm -hmm. which if you could define that again really quick for listeners um that kind of looks at that sort of like um the way that god continues to empower women and how that looks like over time because um, yeah. i think that really what you were talking about just really makes me think of that of like it's the consent in that era is doesn't really hold a candle to the consent that we have today yeah. but still what god was like um mm-hmm. what he was like encouraging for his people and commanding of his people like mm-hmm. was so ahead of the times and like really protecting women much more than they were in the general culture
1: yeah so i'd love to hear
0: uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah um that and and i will i go into more detail in in the resources i i yes. listed um <laughs> but i mean yeah basically just hermeneutics is how we study the bible so yeah. um you know just kind of learning different techniques what are um the things that we need to do to like give a the, our best hu- imperfect human lens yeah. to <laughs> yes. um and uh one of the uh things that i talk about in that other podcast was like a redemptive hermeneutic which was mm. um coined by uh the author of uh this book that we can list <laughs> yes <laughs> <I don't remember laughs> that's what show it. notes are for <laughs> yes but a theologian um and basically was talking about like how important it is to take into factors like when we're reading the text to think about Mm. the cultural context and to like acknowledge that we're dealing with a totally different time a totally different culture um and now we're also trying to acknowledge our our current time and culture and like finding a way to like merge those two and like like there's like i mean if you think about even just like translating like english to another language Like you're gonna miss some things In translation because a lot of Like languages have a word For something and there's just not sim- There simply isn't a word in another language Yeah So like there's like you know Always so many challenges Just with translating from yeah. another language To like figure out What does a text mean And then on top of that we're dealing with a Completely different culture and time And so like trying to Disentangle like god's word from that yeah. is such a messy business and so i think yeah the redemptive hermeneutic is very compelling um in that it, it holds space for that and acknowledges mm. like we can't just blanketly read the text like this is the words that are written and so yeah <laughs> what they mean literally as we understand them in english and in this context yeah you know yeah
0: take um, so it super like, everything literally yeah
1: yeah um like so like have, like just figuring out a way to to understand what that means like in the cult culture and its context and um so basically to bring it back around to our mm-hmm. current issue like acknowledging that like consent maybe does not look like how yeah. we wish it would look um and if you know we had total control over time like you know I'm sure we <laughs> would love to make sure that all um, marginalized people are are empowered to the same extent that they are in our yeah. current day um, uh, and I think like just holding space for also acknowledging that like in the current context in the context of the day there were empowerments being made and yeah. there were steps being made um, and Uh, so that we can see that that start of something empowering and um if there's enough evidence of that in scripture that there was incremental movements towards empowerment comparatively to the culture um then we can argue that you know god wasn't done writing exactly what in full redemption looked like um in ancient Israel, you know, yeah. so it doesn't really make sense to be like, oh, well, well, we'll you know, because if you're taking it that literally, then, like, basically, we would have to actually, like, regress, like, even um, what most many people would consider conservative values today. I mean, yeah. we would have to even go even more um, intense and, like, still allowing um, for a lot of things that we really... Yes.
0: <laughs> do not want to be allowing for you do her. not want
1: to be allowed uh, yeah. yeah so um
0: so, yeah. so the so redemption kind of continues thoughts. as right. like as the redemption happens it's not just this one redemption but it's this right. progressive redemption as time goes on um yeah yeah i love that mm-hmm. i love
1: that yeah um uh, so yeah those are just kind of some some thoughts there um I think something that would be interesting to talk about in this context is also just um, something that you, Laura, you and I had talked about of like purity culture and yes. navigating just the church as a capital C church, like global church. Yeah. <laughs> um, and specifically, I would say we can probably speak most prevalently to American churches. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like uh, just the, the, the world that we've grown up in, on what the church has taught about sex and yeah. our bodies and all of that stuff, and that makes things very complicated. Um, yeah, when you're then trying to include a conversation about consent in that, yes,
0: <laughs> it becomes very, very complicated. And I think yeah. like, um, mm. I think something that just sticks out to me is like. Mm. Um, the boundary, for boundaries to be effective and, um, yeah, just effective not only in, like, communicating with other people, but effective in the goal of, like, allowing what you want in your, quote-unquote, emotional yard, um, yeah. like, and not allowing what you don't want, I think a big piece is that those have to come from your own values. Yeah. And like, and ideally, you know, like from my perspective, those values come from like scripture and come from communion with the Lord and things like that, you know. But regardless, they need to come from your values, not from shoulds from other people, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, um, I think it just, I think it muddles it. I think it makes it even more confusing. And a lot of times, especially for women in the church, like, it is just this huge fear imposed Mm -hmm. on women. I mean, I remember we would have all these, like, I don't know, purity, I don't know even know what they called them at the time, but when I was in high school, it was basically, like, purity culture 101, um, yeah. things, and it was huge <laughs> double standards, and I won't even get into that right now, but, um, yeah. but, like, I remember they used to say, like, okay, don't, like, um, don't let yourself be in a car alone with a man we weren't even allowed to go out when we would like go out and do street evangelism we weren't even allowed to go with any man it didn't matter if he was married didn't matter what age if there was like a huge age gap we were not allowed to go with any man even doing street evangelism which is like literally in the public um It's an intense church, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but sadly not alone in American churches um, in its extremeness, yeah. but it was this, like, external um, thing that was like, you should do this, you should do that, you know, whatever, yeah. and it just breaks down any sense of autonomy or, like, agency that is so important. I mean, I would argue that autonomy and agency are two of the reasons that we want to be having consent and we want to be having boundaries and all of that. And yeah. especially for survivors like, and make no mistake, like if any youth pastors are listening, there are students in your ministry that have already experienced sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not something that like might happen in the future to them. Um, yeah. And, and so it's like, even scarier when your agency is taken away when you've experienced sexual assault. Um, yeah. And so it's like, it just becomes so, so dangerous and, um, and it's doing the opposite, you know, like Mm -hmm. of what we want it to be doing. Um, and just instilling this fear and, like counter rebellion and just like <laughs> so many things that are not healthy and um versus taking an approach that like um was taken in the ministry that I was involved with in college that I think we're like oh high schoolers are ready for that but I think we underestimate how like it, it doesn't make sense if they're not ready yeah. To talk about consent, they're not ready to talk about sex. Spoiler alert: Pretty much as soon as they can talk, you should be talking to them about consent. Um, yes. And yes, I yes. mean like a two-year-old. Uh, yeah, like there are not,
1: age-appropriate ways to like bridge these conversations so that you're starting it, it like in such a healthy way for my young yes, age. Yes, like, exactly. So important. Yeah,
0: we're not going to be having these like. Exa- age appropriate is a key is a key point yeah um but yes exactly and so you know I think about the way that it was approached in college of it was like mm. the heart of it was emphasized you know so it's like hey yeah. these are like somewhat universally accepted biblical principles around sex you know and within that you know when it becomes when it comes to those nuanced things of Do I want to be alone in a car with a guy? Right. Like, and even more nuanced than that, who is the guy? What is my relationship to him? Am I attracted? You know, like, there's so many different things, you know? Like, maybe for me, I know it's maybe not smart to be alone in my bedroom with my boyfriend, you know? but being alone in my bedroom with my uncle is fine, you know, and should be fine, Um, like, um, or, you know what I mean, like, just so Mm. many different, there's so much nuance, and it was sort of the agency was handed back to us, it was like, okay, here are these core principles with your agency, like, and it takes a level of trust, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, like, leading kiddos or, you know, whatever, um, to be like, hey, like, you get to decide. But that's, I don't know, I think just without it, we're not talking about consent, we're not talking about boundaries, right. we're talking about this dangerous control and power tripping on the point of yeah. leaders, um, yeah. So that's my soapbox about yes. purity culture and consent and boundaries. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts as well, Kate.
1: Yes. Well, I think I, – absolutely. And, yeah, and I think, like, a huge um, thing that proves the flaw in in how you were taught, Laura, is that <laughs> um, they were only talking to the girls about that, you know? And yep, so... you bet they were. <laughs> <laughs> um and I think that's such an important piece of consent is that one both parties should be involved and two that like um it should not be all on the onus of like a woman to be worrying about their like like being in charge of like the sexual purity of like
0: <laughs> everyone of in the like, world yeah that's
1: that's ridiculous like jesus literally said like if you are lusting poke out your own eyes like
0: yep <laughs> um, so like he
1: put the onus on the person lusting to like yep. deal with that in themselves like that's not someone else's problem to fix for you um mm-hmm. and so i think like that applies to consent as well of like if you're worrying about like doing too much um like no matter who you, like, no matter what your gender, like, you should, yes, <laughs> like, be taking, not putting that, like, oh, you're tempting me. You should be taking that, or should oh be my like, gosh. hey.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, like, this is something that I'm really struggling with, and so can we find a way to maintain some solid boundaries that help me act this way and treat you this way you know like that should be the conversation not this like you're dressing too much or like we're sitting in like you know like whatever whatever situation is
0: exactly yeah yeah and I think that comes back to what we talked about last episode of this idea of like boundaries are not like you should do this or you should do that it's this is what I'm allowing within my fence you know of my body Mm -hmm. and my emotions and my mind this is what I'm allowing within my fence You do not get to tell people, like, you shouldn't dress that way. Or, you know, when you, blah, 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 that, like, made me lust. Like, oh, my. (laughs) Listen. Listen. Like, (laughs) it is our own responsibility, you know, um, to control our own lusts. And it is Mm -hmm. others' responsibility to control their own lusts. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, and I think one other piece to add to just the narratives that the church has around sex and consent, um, that I've mm-hmm. been thinking about during this conversation is um in marriage, like how there's so there's like those passages that Paul talks about where um he's like, you know, you shouldn't deny your your partner sort of thing. Um and so like make sure that your spouse is happy. Um, and that has been twisted and manipulated to basically shame wives <laughs> into giving their husbands whatever they want whenever because, God forbid, they'll leave them, perhaps. Or, like, what, you know, like, it's this total, like, your husband's going to cheat on you if you don't always give him what he wants. Like, BS narrative.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Disgusting um, narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I think that's another important thing to add here um for um especially I think my heart is just thinking about married women um and yeah. like I hope that you've had like you know education about consent in your life but like maybe you haven't and maybe this is your first time hearing about it yeah. like you do not owe your husband sex <laughs>
0: like oh my gosh not. I promise I promise and you know I've heard sermons kind of diving into um those passages that you're referring mm. to and I wish I could yeah. remember some of the details of them but if we find them we'll link them in the show notes because yes. I know like um if I were in your shoes and I were like carrying mm. back and stuff for the first time I was a married woman and it was like blowing my mind to be like oh that's not what those passages mean I'd be like How do you know, though? Like, and I wish I could say more, except for that I've heard people go into the details of it, and I will find it and link it for you if I can. Um, Good thought. (laughs) Because I promise you that's not what those passages are saying. And, And I think the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our gut and our instincts. Um and um we can tell when things are not right and when there are injustices against us or against those that we know. And so absolutely just wanna double down on what you said, Kate, of like yeah. I promise you that you do not owe anybody anything. Yeah yeah
1: yeah and I think like also I I think with with married couples I think there's an interesting dynamic of like you've been together for so long and so Mm -hmm. you kind of assume that like everything is on the table whenever you have sex and I think like that there is so much importance to like still hold space for like
0: yeah being
1: specific about You know, like, that you don't always have to go all the way. That there's many beautiful ways to, like, be intimate with each other. Um, This this, this (laughs) whole episode has been so great in, like, finding the interesting ways that Kate can describe sex. Um, (laughs) uh, I know, it's like this little
0: minefield where you're like, I don't want to say anything too inappropriate or too triggering. But, like... I don't want to be
1: taboo about it. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, I, I like honestly, it's that's all the things that all the filters that are going through my brain. Um, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think like that just that no matter how long you've been married, like that, yeah. there's always a conversation, and mm-hmm. like that consent is always an important part of that relationship, yeah. Uh, and that, like, I think just encouraging that um, for, yeah, just just to continue to prioritize that. Um, if yeah,
0: absolutely. So. And, like, if you're, like, okay, how do I do that practically? You know, like, yeah. we talked about a couple things that we want to link, mm-hmm. but, like, the Mad Libs or whatever. But But, like, even just Googling, you know, like, yeah. creative consent or mm. sexy consent or things like that. I promise you there'll be so many yeah. articles and videos and things like that giving you really concrete examples if you're just sort of like, that sounds good, but what the heck does that look like, you know? Um, yeah. I think, yeah, just a simple Google. Thankfully, it's become something that we're maybe not talking about in popular culture yet. Maybe we'll get there, Um, but there are enough people talking about it that you can Google it and get some answers. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shouldn't
1: shouldn't get some weird, sexy sites coming up that you're like, I didn't want to see that. That's not what I
0: meant. Um.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Be Be, um, wise, shrewd um, with (laughs) which sites you click on, but... (laughs) Yes,
1: discerning of what words you type into Google will sometimes get you
0: not better want, results not the results yeah. you want <laughs> yeah everyone's like lauren told me to google this and now i'm scarred for life don't google on google images don't start there oh my gosh just oh my start gosh, on no. regular google okay <laughs> dear god
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
0: Stay with articles. You'll be less yes. apt to be scarred yes. if you end up in the wrong place. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> well, we are once again at an hour. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Are there any final things that you want to say,
0: Laura? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is just give yourself time. Like. Yeah. I feel like the concept of consent is something that I've been learning and growing in, um, for years and years now and still have so much more to learn. And so, um, I guess my encouragement would just be to be patient with yourself. Um, yeah. As you continue to learn, um, mm. especially if this is not just a theoretical for you. Um yeah. like it's gonna take a lot more grace um mm. for yourself and you are ever so deserving of that grace. And yeah. Just wanna remind you guys of that. Yeah. How about you, Kate?
1: So good. Yeah. I think um one of the things that comes to mind for me, uh, is that you know, like, especially when we talked about the FRIES acronym at the beginning. Um, yeah. you know, I think sometimes sometimes there are very clear instances of assault that yes. like we can realize infallibly in our brains. Yeah. But sometimes like having that acronym spelled out and described, maybe you are sitting now here realizing that maybe there were more instances in your life um, or, like, something in your life that you've never even thought about, but now that you're looking at it through this lens, yeah, maybe it wasn't quite as consensual as you thought it was, yeah. um, and, uh, so I just wanted to hold space for that mm. and acknowledge that, um, and I think just to say to be gentle with yourself, um, yeah. and definitely take some time for self-care after this. Um, Yes. (laughs) If you have someone um, that you trust in your life to maybe that can help you process that um, Mm -hmm. or even just journaling about it. um, Yeah. Yeah. I think just to hold space for that um, there, there's just so much, so much brokenness in this world and so many uh, things that, uh, just flaws in how you've been taught about consent and, um, and it sucks and it hurts and it's a million emotions. Um, yes. And you are right at home here. <laughs> yes,
0: <know>. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and feel free that.
0: to, yeah. And feel free to yeah. reach out to us as well. Mm-hmm. Like if you've listened to this and you're like, holy moly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah feel free to send us a DM or something like that. I agree with Kate. Definitely. um, It's wonderful to be able to reach out to people in your life that you already know and trust. Um, We're here for you as well. If you need someone to talk to. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, um, do you want to close us out in prayer, Laura?
0: Yeah, I would love to. Cool. Oh, dear Lord. Thank you so much for the gift that you gave us in sex and um, and just all of the different joys and pleasures that you've given us in this world. And we come to you um, knowing that we have distorted those gifts um, and have been on the receiving end of those distortions of no mistakes of our own um at times and and just all intertwined in this messiness of the world and so we come to you with gratitude and confession and grief and all of these emotions lord um and we just lay them at your feet we ask that you would heal our hearts, heal our minds, heal our bodies, heal our relationships, Lord. And I just ask that anything that Kate or I said today that is not aligned with your truth would just fall completely flat and be forgotten. um, And... Yeah, that you just continue to be working in the lives of every single person listening to this podcast. We love you. Amen. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We... Yeah. We'll come back
1: next week and or well not next week, but I mean, we'll by the time we yeah. get the podcast. Next
0: out. episode. Uh <laughs> But, yes, we're excited to continue our um. What is the mm-hmm. word? I'm looking for? Her boundaries series. Yeah, series. Yes. Our series on boundaries. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we'll be getting into power dynamics in the church next episode. one we have set up. Um. So yeah, that will be a spicy one. That'll be yes. So I'm excited
0: lots of soap boxes
1: yes Yes, indeed uh Uh, yeah don't even get laura and i started about power (laughs) and like (laughs) that'll that'll be fun
0: (laughs) i'm excited well stay tuned thanks for listening and take care of yourselves
1: thanks for listening we are so glad that you joined us for this episode As always, please make sure to take care of yourself after listening, especially if you are a survivor or walking through any kind of trauma.
0: This is a brand new podcast, so if you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a review and share this episode with your friends so that more people can hear us. And head over to our podcast notes for our website, social media platforms, and the link to the written transcription of this episode.